This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business. NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top Tribe, this is episode 407. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from Cole Hatter. He has $100 million in funds, $30,000 per month in real estate cash flow, and conference sales through the roof. Top Tribe, good morning. Grab onto that coffee this morning. We're going to have some fun with Nick Gray. He is the CEO of Museum Hack, a million dollar per year business with 40 plus employees that was created to eliminate museum apathy by giving unconventional tours at the best museums. He also does corporate and nonprofit team training, teaching how to amplify the customer experience via storytelling and audience development. Nick, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's rock this. Let's do it, man. We're going to have some fun. I know it. I know it. I know it. So first things first, museums are usually boring as heck. What on earth drove you into that space? Oh, hell yes. I think museums (laughs) are super boring. And that's why I started this company was to do renegade museum tours. We're like the Cirque du Soleil of a museum tour. So you make a boring museum like shine with polish and it's a lot of fun, right? That's exactly right. Okay. So tell us the revenue model. How do you make money doing this? All right. We charge for our tours. They're expensive. They're about $59 each. And we sell a live museum tour. This isn't like an app. No, you're going on a private tour with a guide, usually about seven people per tour. And we make money from selling those tickets. Okay. So the tickets are 59 bucks a pop. What year did you launch in? Launched in 2013. They start at $59. They go all the way up to $200 sometimes. Okay. And since 2013, how many total tickets have you sold? Last year, we did over 10,000 tours. I don't know the total since 2013. Okay. So, well, well let's call it 10, well over 10,000 tours. And in 2015, what was total revenue? Total revenue, $1.3 million. Unbelievable. So, $1.3 bucks, and you said you have tickets that range in price. What was the average ticket price in 2015? Do you know? I'd guess the average is about $75. Okay, $75. Bucks. Very cool. So, how do you... Like, I mean, I imagine you have costs on this. You have to actually hire a human to put at every museum and give the tour. I mean, how do you manage that? Yeah, we actually pay our tour guides really well. They each make $32 an hour. Mm -hmm. A tour lasts about two hours, but we pay them for 2.75 hours of work. So right there, our labor cost for each tour starts at about $88 
per person. Okay. And I'm sure the museum is getting a cut here. The museum does get a cut. Say we sell a $59 museum tour ticket at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, $25 of that goes to the museum. $25. Okay. So what are, on average, what is your kind of net margin per ticket? Like 30-ish percent? It depends. We really excel and where we make money is on those high dollar tours. We're talking private tours, bachelorette tours, uh, VIP nighttime tours. Our $59 tour, we do basically a break even to one, provide shifts for the tour guides and two, just to get the word out there about what we do. And tell me how you get new customers. Are you spending money on paid ads? How do you do it? We started out all by word of mouth. So I spent the first year building the business. I did tours for free. Uh, 2011, 2012, the beginning of 2013, did it purely for fun for my friends for free because I just wanted to do something fun. (laughs) You said, Um, no beers tonight. Instead, meet me at the Smithsonian. I'm going to give you a tour of your lifetime. Dude, that's exactly right. Like I moved to a big city to go to great spaces, I think. I mean, I could go to a dive bar, nothing against dive bars, but or I could go to this awesome museum. I said, I want to go to the museum. What city are you in? I live in New York City. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of museums there. Okay, so so you start doing it. You rock and roll. It's, it's word of mouth first. Uh, you remember what your first year revenue was in 2011? 2013 is when we started to charge for the tours. Okay. Uh, and I think, yeah, 2013, our, f- our first year revenue is about $60,000. Yeah, I always love that because it's always embarrassing, right? So yeah. what is the, what about repurchase rate? Do people tend to buy multiple tickets over time or is it kind of a one and done thing? Good question. The goal of Museum Hack is to really attract new people to come back to the audience. I would say the majority of our customers are visiting the museum for the first time and we're so young as a business short answer no we don't have like a amazing repeat rate Mm -hmm. and that's why we have to constantly hustle for word of mouth marketing TripAdvisor is huge for us so do you eventually run through the whole market i mean i mean imagine there's plenty plenty of people to go to but eventually don't you sell to everyone possible I think that, no, there's so many people, 6 million people a year come to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh And if we served, you know, 10,000 of them, we're barely scratching the surface. So here's another question. And you're obviously scaling fast. Have you raised capital? No raise, all bootstrapped. All bootstrapped. So so how do you, I always love asking this question because it rarely gets talked about. As the CEO entrepreneur, and by the way, what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Single. Single. How is a guy like you single? All this energy. All right. So <laughs> there's no like, there's no, there's no, none of these people you give a tour. They don't come up to you afterwards and go, Hey, you want to get a drink afterwards or something? I am lucky that when I did tours, you get to meet so many great people. These days I spend most of my time behind a computer trying wow. to run and grow the business. It's like speed dating, right? You just stick them all yeah. in a museum tour. <laughs> all right. I like that. Yeah. So, so how do you personally, uh, Uh, generate wealth from this business? Do you pay yourself a salary? Do you pay yourself dividends? How does that work? I just started paying myself a salary within the last few weeks, been working with an accountant, AKA my mother on the side. (laughs) Thanks mom. Shout out interim CFO. Um, And she really pushed for me to start to, to take a salary. But for me, Um, I think I'm building the business, I'm building equity, and I'm learning how to be a CEO. I'm not a good manager, and I'm trying to be a better one. So people are going to be wondering, wait a second, Nathan, he just said he wasn't paying himself from 2011 to just a few weeks ago. How the heck was he supporting himself? What's the answer? 
Okay, had a full-time job for the first couple years. I didn't consider this a business, 2012, 2013. I sold electronic equipment for uh, small jets and military planes. Door-to-door, didn't you? Basically, door door. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell. I can just yeah. tell. You got all the energy. Totally. Okay, so then what? How did you support yourself after that? You had savings or what? Yep, I built up some savings working at that job, saved up a good amount of money. And when I left, I quit the job. And around July of 2013, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this museum thing full time. Until then, it had just been a passion. And I turned it into a business. So what is the, this is a critical step, right? Every entrepreneur, especially people that are like waiting to become an entrepreneur until they're like late 20s or after they've had a full-time job, that the moment when you decide that you have saved enough to cover your downside risk and you decide to give that letter to your boss that you're quitting is a big, big, big moment. So I love digging there. What were you, if you don't, if you don't mind, I mean, if you mind sharing, what were you making at that job? What was your safety net like there? I will say that I had a very healthy safety net. I was making a good amount of money. Like about six figures? I would say in the low six figures. Okay, got it. And okay, so that's that's the salary you gave up. And then you were able, because you have no family, I imagine you probably controlled your expenses pretty well. You were able to put a, a good chunk of that away for two, three years, right? And that was your savings? I've always been a big saver as long as I can remember. And I've also been an entrepreneur. So I've built up a a healthy savings. Suffice to say, I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck, but I'm very budget conscious. So with that hard data in mind, what advice would you give the person listening right now that is driving to their corporate cubicle that they hate, but they can't quit because they have kids or they have some other responsibilities and they don't have enough savings yet? What advice would you give them? All right, here's the exact formula for what I did. I worked on this every weekend like it was my number one passion. I treated my passion like it was a job. I was obsessed with it. And I did it for my friends for free as much as possible to create the best product. I created a ton of demand by doing it for free for almost two years every single weekend. I became the best at it. And then once I had an amazing product, once I had huge pent up demand and word of mouth, that's when I left my job and turned this into a business. And, you know, I have to, I have to ask you, I always tell people, because I hate when people give the advice, just do what you're passionate about and like the world will like give you money because I just don't think it's true. I mean, sometimes it happens and you hear about it, but it usually just isn't true. It sounds like you're a firm believer in that, though. Uh, no, I think a lot of passions are totally worthless and you're never going to sell them to the market. Beautiful. Wonderful. I love that. Great. So, well, OK, good. That's great advice. So. Move forward, move forward, move forward. You've built this business. So what's the team size look like now? How many people? Today we have 12 full-time employees. We have 25 part-time employees. These are people that are W-2 employees. We pay taxes on them, but they're only working weekends, less than 30 hours a week. We also have an amazing team of remote staff. Uh, Some people call them virtual assistants. They're basically part of our team. We got about a dozen of those. Got it. Okay. So fairly healthy rate. And so what do you, if you add up just all salaries, add them all up together per month, what are you spending on just headcount expenses? Estimate is 60 to $80,000 okay. per month on payroll. I know that payroll continues to be our largest expense. Last year it was 70%. We spent over seven or $800,000 last year of that 1.3 million yeah. on labor. So, I mean, so you take 60,000 divided by a $60 ticket, you've got to sell at least a thousand tickets per month just to break even. Does that, that pressure ever worry you? It, 
I, uh, I guess it could worry me. Yeah, we know that we need to make and do at least a hundred grand a month right now to cover our costs, costs. and and yeah. the stuff that we're doing. Does it ever worry me? No, because we've grown incrementally till there, and I feel the business in my gut, and I have an amazing managerial team. Plus, your that, mom is your CFO. I mean, let's give mom some credit, right? <laughs> it can be a good thing and a bad thing. She's amazing, though, mom. If you're listening, I love you. Thank you. Thanksgiving dinners will never be the same. All I right. Know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my mom. It's you know your mom's going, Nick. Make sure you save all your receipts. Put them in a big binder because if you ever get audited, your my mom to every freaking holiday. I'm like mom. I'm a millennial. I don't save receipts. I don't do that. I just I have a credit card report, and if I need it, I'll use that. Right, dude. That's exactly my mother. She yes. she talked to me last night about receipts. Oh, it's just, I'm like mom. <laughs> Picture this. I travel all the time. Where on God's green earth am I going to just put some cardboard boxes full of receipts? I mean, I feel like a loser when I'm at the checkout at Whole Foods and I have to even ask for the receipt. I mean, Nathan, how do you, do you that? have to save them for seven years because oh. if the IRS comes, <laughs> that's exactly my grandma does it. My mom does it. And I just go, guys. So what if I do that? But my house burns down. There's got to right. be a way to still do it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So IRS, if you're listening right now, I pay you so much taxes. You must love me. I like probably overpay. You can't come after me, but you know, I'm good on taxes. <laughs> Anyways, let's move forward. So, okay. That was very helpful. Um, how do you, you got a big deal with TripAdvisor. How'd you negotiate that? Okay. On TripAdvisor, we are ranked number nine out of all the tours and activities in New York City. Right now, we're really proud of that. It does fluctuate, but it's a competitive market. We do it based on word of mouth. We give a 110% satisfaction guarantee. We tell people, look, if you do not think this was a five-star experience, we are happy to give you all your money back. And we do. We give back thousands of dollars worth of, you know, People who say, you know what, this wasn't exactly what I expected, and I'm happy to do that because that's how we're going to grow. Yep. And but but how did you get in that TripAdvisor marketplace to begin with? I think it was just a fluke. You know, somebody recommended they're like, oh, I should write about you on TripAdvisor. Oh, it's not. There's yeah, not a process. Yeah. If someone just leaves a review and tags you, and then boom, you're in. Uh, that yeah, that's basically the gist of it. I see. Very cool. Well, Nick, this is a great story. What will your revenue be in 2016? What's your goal? Goal 2.2 million. I love it. All right. Well, if people want to follow you, Nick, as you go after that goal, where is the best place for them to do that online? Uh, check us out at museumhack.com or my website, nickgray.net. I got a cool weekly newsletter. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now.
All right, top tribe, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanladka.com forward slash the top 407. Again, forward slash the top 407. Nick, it is time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what it's called? Famous Five. Boom, baby, you nailed it. Ready? (laughs) Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book, The Power of Full Engagement, talks about managing energy, not time, as the key to success. Have you read any of the uh, Joe Vitale's books on P.T. Barnum? No. Oh, oh should I read it? Oh, my gosh, you have to. You're like, just because a lot of the lessons, like you're a promoter, I can tell you have a ton of energy, you have to read the book. I'll link, I'll link it to it in the show notes or Skype it to you afterwards. I'd love that. All right, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I'm obsessed with Jeff Bezos. I think he's the man. He's great. Uh... Very different space, though, than you. You just like him because he's bald, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bezos. Yeah. All right. but I like what he's doing with the Washington Post, with his space company. Cool guy. Fair yeah. disclosure. I'm a shareholder. In Amazon? Yeah, in Amazon, yeah. Nice, nice. Number three, what is your favorite online tool, like FreshBooks? So I like Slack. Favorite online tool. Um, re- lately, I've been using a tool called Git Review, R-E-V-U-E, to send out a friend's newsletter. And here's a little hack for everybody listening. You can go to LinkedIn, export all your contacts, dump them into review, and send them a newsletter of cool stuff, questionable whether that's legal. <laughs> I, lo- I love the little disclaimer at the end. That's good. Number four, Nick, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I- I do not get eight hours, but I highly recommend the app called Sleep Tracker to track your sleep. It's free. It's easy. Awesome. And how old are you now? I am 34. And you said single, right? I'm single, yeah. So last question. Take us back 14 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I would tell myself, do less drugs, live healthier. (laughs) (laughs) top drive there you had to do less drugs he's single his mom's in his company he's a mama's boy if you want him call him (laughs) most (laughs) most importantly he's grown his business from nothing in 2011 formally started charging 2013 now done over one or millions and millions of dollars in revenue aiming for 2.1 million a year in 2016 tens of thousands of tickets sold nick gray thank you for taking us to the top awesome If you enjoyed Nick Gray today, go back and listen to Chris Evans yesterday. Chris is the ad genius that helped launch Amy Porterfield and Melanie Duncan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 